0: Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit dairylanedental.com.
1: Welcome, you're listening to Muskoka Unlimited on 88.7 FM The Bay and MuskokaUnlimited.com. Thanks for listening. We have a great guest to chat with today. Let's get right into it.
0: Hello and welcome to Muskoka Unlimited on 88.7 FM, The Bay, with interim host Jenny Cressman. That's me! Your regular host, Chris O'Cutsey is taking a little break, so I'm sitting in as the irregular host for a few shows. Here we go! Today, my guest is Janet Staley, an amazing artist, a longtime educator, and an all round witty and wonderful woman. So, <laughs> she's already blushing, and we haven't even got into the interview yet. I've known Janet for a little while. Um, I think we go back hmm, a couple of decades. I don't I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I was working for Muskoka Magazine, I did an article on you, and that was my introduction to you. And I took a lovely shot of you coming out of a little building with a red door that ended up being a featured photo. <laughs> it did.
1: Yes. And that building was Jenny.
0: <laughs> well, I thought it was the garden shed. I yeah, really right. did, in all honesty, but it was her outhouse. It was the most picturesque outhouse I've ever seen though, and I couldn't leave it to an artist to have a nice outhouse. It was very pretty. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you had Tapawingo Studio in Baysville. But since then, in the last couple of years, you've moved on to Emsdale, right?
1: Yes, I have. That was two thousand and fifteen. And I moved there and and my good friend Karen Robinson told me I could stay with her while I looked for property to build something on and it it came up that um it was just down the road from her so nice. we're like a 5 minute walk from each other now
0: you have quite an artist community up yes, there indeed uh, yeah Karen yeah. uh, Mendelssohn Joe uh, Jane Grey uh, my goodness the list goes on and a good crowd of people up in Berk's Falls too yes yeah, very gifted yeah, and, and now you're also expanding that to not being just art as in the visual arts, but music. You have a lot of That's musicians right. there, too.
1: I, I'm kind of... I really don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> I think I'm kind of... Going into the music thing, transitioning a little bit from visual art. Not totally, of course, but Mm -hmm. um, just I have an interest in in music so much and I'm teaching myself on certain instruments and I'm hosting musical jams at my house. Oh, nice. So, um, and of course, going to several of them. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know where that's going to lead to and I don't care. I'm
0: just going with the flow. Yeah, just having fun. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. And so the art that you're doing now is also a little different than what you used to do, I think. It's more digitally based.
1: Yes, I I call it Okay, A a combination of uh, traditional methods and Mm -hmm. uh, digital. So uh, I would go back perhaps and get an image that I had done a few years ago in the traditional way and um, doing layers of digital stuff to it. So, So it still looks like the previous traditional one but it's got variations in it okay. and I'm having lots of fun with that
0: and is that mm-hmm. the type of art you would use would you describe um, use that term to describe the CD covers that you've made for Sean Cotton and um, uh, yes and, and no would be the answer to that ah, um, this, okay. this particular
1: one I designed the cover for Sean Cotton's um, El Magwin um, gothic mm-hmm. and that is a traditional charcoal raven on the front and then using backgrounds and stuff like that so in a sense yes yes it it, it is because digital is involved with it as well okay and this particular one um i i i got permission to release this information but um andy mcclelland up mm-hmm. in Powassan area okay you're there uh uh This is the design for his uh, upcoming album uh, with um, jazz songs, you know, from the jazz age. Uh Beautiful, beautifully done songs. And And beautifully um, done art. And uh, we kind of laid it out a little bit, the idea, and I came up with this design, black and white. Mm-hmm. Just a,
0: No, yeah, it, the, because people can't see what I'm seeing. So there is a woman dancing, a flapper era yeah, style of woman. Yeah. And um, at the other side, then there's a, the neck of a guitar, I'm assuming. and uh, yeah.
1: Yes. And it, it acts as a design piece to, yes. to kind of balance it off. And then these lines of music going through. Oh, it, it flows very
0: well together. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of some of the other work that you've done.
1: Because you're probably used to to a lot of black and white work that I've done in the past from mm-hmm. printmaking, yes, with my relief prints, uh, wood blocks, etc. So um, yeah, this was um, this was quite delightful to do actually. Yeah, and it's, you had
0: a series on music too. That, I, yeah, oh, you and have are, a very good. Those memory. are the elements that I'm seeing in that that tweaked my memory. Yes, I I, I actually had a show at Partners Hall
1: mm-hmm. quite a few years ago. I can't remember maybe ten. Um, It was based on music. Yes. Yeah. All musical pieces in there. Oh,
0: you have such wonderful images and such diversity. That's something that always struck me about your work is the diversity. And as I recall from doing the interview with you way back whenever, you explained to me that at that point you were using two hats and one hat had ideas written on little slips of paper in it and the other hat had the process or medium that you would use and you would draw the two and then go from there and I thought that was just so awesome. Just
1: just to get um, uh, you know combinations that you would never think of combining and and trying to work with that so Mm -hmm. I call it the the hat of tricks or bag of tricks yeah, yeah. do you
0: still do that I do awesome. yeah yeah
1: and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you you know I can't get my head around using the particular mediums maybe that are combined yeah. in what I whatever I pull out but uh, often it does work into something
0: well and one of the mediums that you used I have to um, ask where the idea came from to use cattail fluff
1: well, yes. Was At that f- in a hat? <laughs> <laughs> that one in particular, I was interested in making paper. Mm. So I did take a, a weekend workshop with somebody in North Bay. Mm-hmm. And, um, and uh, uh, cattail fluff, if that's what you want to call it, was one particular um, type of paper, grasses, etc. Ah. Et so I thought, well, why does it just have to be 2D? Yeah. Sheets of paper. Yeah. So I've made vessels out of it. Okay. Cattail vessels and, and a robe and all yeah. kinds of things, which takes days and days because you have to boil the stuff outside oh, and make it uh-huh. into a pulp and rinse it and, you know, keep it in the fridge until you can lay the item out.
0: Well, I remember the robe in particular was just so striking, just amazing. You know, I've kept that for myself. Have you? Yeah, I've thought about selling it sometimes. Yeah. I think,
1: mm, no, maybe
0: not. Well, has it, it's it been on display at Partners Hall, I it think. It has, yes. has it also been part of your shows at Mac- Michael Gallery? No, the not Michael.
1: No, it's been to the Summit Center. Okay. Uh, hanging way up high. As part of, um, when I was teaching at Nipissing, um, we had a show through, um, uh, Terry, uh, oh my gosh, <laughs> I've gone back. Well, anyway, we had a show at the Summit Center and mm-hmm. some of the student work was there. We had an installation based on Sky Woman, mm. that, um, uh-huh. story of Sky Woman. Okay. So, um, I incorporated the robe up there too.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you've also had shows, we mentioned McMichael Gallery and yes. the Art Gallery of Ontario. Yeah. Um, I. How long ago was that? Was oh, that a my, while ago?
1: I'm kind of losing track. Oh, but yeah. A- <laughs> okay. AGO, uh was through Open Studio in Toronto, a printmaking facility. Uh, okay. And that's got to be maybe almost 20 years ago uh, there. Okay. Michael is maybe, I don't know, maybe 15. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, you're not working toward a show at this point. No, No. these just kind of fall (laughs) into my life. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, And so you're still teaching or are you retired from teaching now? Well,
1: I would say I'm retired. Uh, Uh I guess you should never really say that word. But uh, what happened with Nipissing, they closed the Bracebridge campus Ah. and um, that's where I was teaching. Okay. Uh, Unfortunately, they canceled a lot of them the fine Mm. art courses in North Bay as well Uh, so at uh that point I was in the middle of building my house and total chaos and everything so it was a good time to pull back but Fleming too I taught at Fleming
0: so and that that's why you say in a sense you're at a threshold you're you're sort of in flux about where you're going exactly next that's that's a really good way to put it Uh, I just feel like I'm kind of
1: Standing on the edge of something, I know not what it is exactly, but that's all right. Um, yeah. I'm just open to what, what is going to happen. And uh, a lot of stuff is coming in, too. Mm-hmm. I think when you have that more relaxed attitude towards things in life, um, things flow a little better rather than trying to grasp at, at different things. I'm, gonna, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a balance. Okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. And it's an interesting place to be as long as you're comfortable with it. Some people are less comfortable with, you know, being in a a transition sort of phase.
1: Yes. I I think that's maybe uh, the balance is you want some control, Uh but also not so much that it blocks other things coming in. So, yeah, it's a balancing act.
0: Yeah. Well, and you're comfortable with the balancing act. It's more- I'm Libra. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And I wonder if that you know comes a little bit from your background in philosophy as well. Yeah, I, I
1: think perhaps it does. Um, I think everything affects how I, I think um, mm-hmm. and feel. Yeah. You know, when I was at university, um, I was really torn between should I go into philosophy or fine art? Mm. And that... That kind of dilemma has been with me, not not a real dilemma, but that back and forth thing has been with me my whole life.
0: Hmm. Well, okay, we're going to get more into your life in the second half of the show, but now we need to just wind down and take a little break for those commercials you hear all the time on the radio. This is Jenny Cressman on Muskoka Unlimited on 88.7 The Bay, and my guest today is Janet Staley. We're going to be back very shortly. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Hello, this is Jenny Cressman on Muskoka Unlimited, 88.7 FM, The Bay. This is part two of my interview with Janet Staley, a wonderful artist and creative person from the area who now lives a little north of Huntsville in Emsdale. So, Janet, we were talking about um, how everything's changed during covid and so many things um, have been in flux in many people's lives and yours included and you stepped away from some of the things you were doing but then during COVID it gave you an opportunity to explore some other parts of your personality and your psyche I guess your humor I think your humor has really come through it started during COVID I believe when you started sharing memes on Facebook that are just hilarious and you have a huge amount of followers and it's just a wonderful wonderful part of the day whenever you see one of janet's memes so how did that arise how did you get started
1: um i've always enjoyed humor so much um uh very you know i'm very attracted to people who have a sense of humor Mm -hmm. i think it kind of alleviates a lot of the um Oh, you know, the the things that bother people, a good laugh, a giggle here or there is is very nice. So, uh, you know, on Facebook, I was posting these humorous uh, uh, memes, uh, you know, maybe some a little too dark for some people, but, you know, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) And um, so maybe five, five a day. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was thinking, oh, I don't know if I should post so many. And then somebody would text me and say, oh, you made my day. And, you know, it really changed. for the better and stuff like that. I think, well, maybe I have a duty now to post Uh humorous memes. Okay, well, I hope it doesn't ever become onerous. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay. And I like a good laugh myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and you do incite those. <laughs> and your artwork, too, has a witty side. And there's some humorous bits sometimes in the pieces that I've seen of yours over the years. Yeah. It, yeah. Tell me about the pieces you're working on now. What sort of direction um, are you going with your art? Oh, let me see.
1: Um, I, I'm trying not to do too many large paintings. And there's a simple mm. reason for that. Storage. Ah. You, you paint them, and then, okay, where do I keep them? Mm. So, you start to and, run and, and out of space. Yeah, and not having shows during uh, COVID yeah. um, was a little bit um, tricky. So I decided I'm going to work on paper, a mm-hmm. lot of works on paper. Okay. And that's what I've been doing. So, um, you know, some mixed media on paper, pastel, uh, drawings, uh, a bit of printmaking as well. Mm-hmm so mm-hmm. that's where my focus is and of course now with the music thing kind of coming in my life yeah. um that is taking up some of my time so i'm at that transition point yes. but i still will always be doing visual art of yes. some sort good that's definite good. no i know that <laughs> and you know the thing is it really um was healthy for me to continue doing that in uh-huh. the studio the first six months of COVID. Yes. I thought, well, what's the problem? I'm, I'm just doing what I usually do. But after about a year of that, it was starting yeah. to wear a little thin mm-hmm. and I kind of lost my motivation t- okay. to work in the studio, but it came back.
0: Good. Yeah. Good. Um, and so you're you're not really working toward a particular show right now, but you're doing, we talked about earlier, more a diverse projects like CD covers. Is that something you're going to, continue working on? Uh, yes, as the
1: opportunity comes up, I will. Uh, where I'm going, um, mm-hmm. let's just say I don't really know where I'm going, but I'm making really good time. <laughs> I like
0: that. I like it. Well, and the, potentially, I guess you could branch out into book covers, perhaps.
1: I could. And and again, I, um, it's a balancing act. I don't like too much of something in my life. Ah, okay. um, so a nice, Balance of things uh, to do. I wouldn't want this to become a job. Ah,
0: doing uh-huh. CD
1: covers or book yes. covers, and some are more interesting to me to do a cover. Yeah, I get ideas quickly for mm-hmm. it. And other ones take a long time for me to try to get my head around it. So okay, yeah. Well,
0: well, how, tell me a, a little more about your creative process. Now we know you sometimes use the two hat method, um, and sort of. Then what happens next? Uh Well, what
1: could inspire that? For example, my niece, Kim, she um, took a picture of this doorway down where she lives near St. Thomas. And it's an old house. It had vines growing all over the doorway and the windows. And I looked at it and I said, oh man, I could do something with that. And so I texted her, could I use that, Kim, you know, for a,
0: Mm -hmm. a reference and Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah so I'm working on that right now so that's that just came out of the blue um so I do have a stack of ideas that I'm working on halfway through them okay so um but I've just been so busy having fun I just haven't had time to get at it (laughs) I'm kind of taking the summer off from from being in the studio.
0: Oh yes. Just being outside doing sure. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, gardening or yeah. you know, playing in your outhouse, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I do have an outhouse <laughs> in my new place. Does it have a lovely red door? <laughs> no, I haven't painted it yet. Well, there you go, another <laughs> project on the list. Yeah. I gotta get the spider webs out of there. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell me what has been in looking back over your career one of the highlights or most challenging um, art projects that sort of came to fruition and you were just delighted with it. What's been like one of your personal, I feel awesome about how this worked out kind of pieces?
1: Um, I might say two things for now. I'll probably think of more when I get home, but (laughs) I would say maybe my garden series paintings. Uh Uh-huh uh... five paintings and that was about an inner journey Ah, yeah and uh... you know there's these two figures kind of in it and Mm uh... yeah when i completed one of them i had a lady come into the studio and so if you could picture two figures on a path one was a dark figure further up and she's standing there looking at it and she started to cry Ah, and i thought then she said um this reminds me of me and my daughter oh. and i didn't say a word now that was not my intention uh-huh. but that doesn't matter yeah it's what she got out of it yes and um so i i feel like that was kind of a, a success in terms that it moved somebody mm-hmm. so then there's four other pieces and it and it's the progression through the journey mm-hmm. so they're in sequence Wow. Winding up with the last one, which is called Union. So it's when everything comes together. Yeah. So that was one project. And the other was um, A Woman's Book of Hours. Yes. That I did quite a few years ago. And I did a large wall hanging. Right. So I printed the lino cuts onto cotton, Mm -hmm. let them dry for about a month. And then I sewed this big wall hanging together mm-hmm. with the
0: blocks. You kind of the size of a quilt. Yes, it, yes. yeah, it was.
1: Uh, oh, and I pricked my fingers with, with needles. Uh, they were quite sore at the end of sewing. I only sewed as a means to an end. Yeah. But um, so getting back to the book, I wrote some poetry. Mm-hmm. So each lino cut has a poem of mine that goes with it. And then yes. I bound 13 books, my like hand bound. Hand bound, And wow. then put, put them in boxes. And uh, so they're... I have one, one copy for myself. So a woman's book of Mm hours, And I was thinking maybe of doing a digital version of it Oh, from, from the photographs of the original prints and poetry, Mm -hmm. and then a smaller, uh, because the original, I believe was 14 inches high by nine inches wide Mm. each book. Okay. So those are two that I come to mind right away. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Were there um, particular projects that ha- were influenced by COVID? Like, was, was your art something uh, that grew out of maybe the frustration with being housebound or anything like that? I, I don't think
1: my work was directly influenced by mm-hmm. COVID. Um, no, I couldn't say that.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. With some artists, I know that they did particular shows where, you know, the figures were all masked or something like right. that. And yeah. so, yeah. Well, that's good that, you know, you just put that aside and kept making art. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I know you've won a lot of awards. Are there some of those that also um, were particularly significant to you? Uh, well, again, I I would have to go back to
1: the woman woman's book of hours yes. um i got um what what was significant was it was a a peer uh award, ah uh, yes, that I got for yes. that, and that means a lot to me because it means the award was given to me by other artists uh-huh uh, and then they have the a public award for for various things, but the peer thing was was really that would nice. be special, yeah. mm-hmm. yes,
0: yes. Awesome. Um, so next up for you is more music, more art. And do you draw on your roots and philosophy very much?
1: Yeah, I, I would say I do. Uh, mm-hmm. But I probably don't know I'm doing it at okay. the time. Yes. It, it, it's just a part of me now. Yes. And uh, I love mythology. I love stories, uh, things like that. So
0: yeah, that as well. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, it's been great having you visit with me, Janet. Um, We're winding down on our time. Is there anything else that you had that you uh, wanted to mention to our listenership?
1: That uh, I just love where I'm living right now. I'm surrounded by wonderful friends. Uh, We can walk to each other's house and it's it's going great. And Jenny, I hope that you will come and visit me and I will I will clean up my
0: outhouse for you. (laughs) Okay. I'll have to bring my camera. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's it for today, folks. I'd like to thank my guest, Janet Staley, for being a lovely person to interview. And I will take you up on your offer to visit. Great. If you miss this show when it airs on 88.7 FM, watch for links to the podcast on the Bay's website or my Facebook page. This is Jenny Cressman saying goodbye for now. I'll be with you again in two weeks. Thanks for listening to Muskoka Unlimited on the Bay. Thank you. You've been listening to Muskoka Unlimited on 88.7 FM, the Bay or
1: www.muskokaunlimited.com. Stay tuned for more wonderful episodes on our show.